0: <laughs> hey, is it Ryan or Sully? <laughs> I'm just like, fucking who's gonna know? So today on the Tim Mala Podcast Show, we've got Ryan Armitage, director of Teslom, finding places for people that motherfucking care. Ryan, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for inviting me.
0: No, thanks for you being you,
1: being here. I don't even know what a podcast is. I don't really.
0: It's just chatting. And obviously, we want to tell your story but don't know how to go about it. I feel like we want to start off in the beginning and think about young Ryan, Boltonian, Rapscallion. Do we talk about the driving the JCB? No. No, we'll leave that off the podcast. It's not a good story, that, is it? Absolutely not. Yeah, we don't want to tarnish your credibility. No. So tell me about Ryan, the young
1: lad. Grew up in Lostock. Uh, went to Blackwood High School. wasn't great. didn't They like school. lots of different reasons. What uh, was the main reason? Uh, Authority. I think. I just don't like teachers. Yep. Uh, I think they're boring. Um, some of them were all right, but at school at the time, I thought they were boring. But that's just. I just don't think I was interested in education. Like,
0: just was there something that you was interested in at school? I can't remember.
1: Nothing? Not art or, yeah, or like science? Yeah, I like Art was like, alright. Yeah, that was it, really. Art, that was the only one that was sort of really bothered about, even though I wasn't that great at it. It was more. What qualif- what qualifications did you get? I can't remember. I didn't get many GCSEs. Nothing. M- nothing that was worth talking about. You just. I, I think I got like. Outcast. I got cast. Yeah, I got. What, what
0: were your report cards saying? Mm can't remember.
1: Probably pay more attention in class, be more interested. But that's because yeah. the teachers who were teaching weren't interesting. Because you were a bit of a joker. No, I don't even think I was a bit of a
0: joker. Just You wasn't weren't even a joker? No. How did you turn into being a joker then? I'm not a joker. Fucking hell for you. <laughs> There's no lies on this podcast, right The truth will come out. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just I think the school just wasn't really asked. Left school... And then I was like, right, it was, it was all about computers. And when it was like 1998, everyone was like, oh, you got to know about computers or you can't get a job. So I went into computers at Bolton College, I think in the second year. I was bored out of my head. Sort of left college, half got kicked out, half wasn't interested, didn't do the work anyway because, again, it was boring. Tutor was boring, had no respect for them. Um, and then I think I had a bit of a problem with and like an ex-girlfriend sort of... And my other were lads, and I just can't be a ass of it. And then I but I was working at uh, Toys R Us round the corner. And I did really well with sales there. I think I sold quite a lot of PCs for the group. I think having sold the most amount of, at some point. I remember Toys it. for Us. It, no, yeah, Toys, yeah. PCs. It, yeah, because they sell PCs. They have like P- Playstations and PCs there. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. Anyway, so I left there. um what what, what? what? When I left college, I remember saying to my dad. Like, what the, what am I going to do? And he was like, why are you going to car sales? And I was like, just past my test. So you went to college? Yeah, I went to college. What did you do at college? IT. That's what I'm saying. It was boring. I was doing IT and working at Toys R part time. It was literally around the corner of Manchester Road, yeah? And then I left college because I couldn't be asked of it. It was all too much. And then I was working there and enjoyed the sales. And that's when Dad said to remember the conversation. He was like, going to car sales. So he rang his old mate, Chris, or someone he knew. And went working at a car shop in Manchester. And then that was it, never looked back then. That was it, as soon as I went working there, realised that it was all about making money for me at that time. That was it, that was your whole identity? Yeah, that was just like, I'm all about this, this is exactly what I want to do. But I think half of it is because, we, it's like anyone, is it? They, go, they follow what their mum and dad do, or to a certain degree, some of them do. Some of them don't, but a lot of people do. So because my dad had done it before and talked about it for years, it was interesting to me. We always used to have conversations me and my dad about never committing to something. So like when you're in sales, you, you don't you try and answer a question with a question. So we used to do it quite a lot at home. Oh, I remember you telling me yeah, this. go through it. Yeah, It's like so. Like if so you say like you what do you want for your tea, and you'd be like, is that is it important? you know, like right now, and they would say, well, yeah, it isn't. You say, well, how important is it to you? Like, when, you know, just like answer a question with a question. So, so you know, is that, that's the way you like
0: teaching, like.
1: Yeah, it was just. I don't know if it was teaching, but I think my dad was just into it so much that yeah. he knew that if I did sales, if you do sales, you say you've always got a job. If you know how to sell and you're not scared of picking up the phone or speaking to someone, you can do it in the right way. It doesn't matter what you sell. To a certain degree, obviously, some stuff you need to like. If you're selling, I don't know, medical equipment, you need to know about that equipment. You're selling cars, you can sell cars. You don't even need to know everything about that car. You can sell, people sell used cars and know the basics of the car. Because the person who's buying it is probably going to know more about it than you are. Aren't they? When you bought your car, did you have a little look at it online and stuff and figure out what? I'm it? a bit different, man. You yeah, shit me. I know, yeah, but You still went and looked because you wanted to put yeah, cameras yeah, yeah, in the yeah. boot and yeah. shit. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you yeah, you yeah, knew, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying to you. People generally know more about the car that they're buying because they've done the research. Yeah. No, you still need to know about your products, but I, I, that's what I think my dad's saying to me is that you know sales, you can, you can pretty much do anything in sales. You can so when he,
0: when he said, oh, come and be a car salesman, did that, that appeal to you? Yeah. I was
1: like, yeah, I'm going doing it.
0: What? Because money?
1: Well, I think just because it was like what my dad did. And, and I didn't know about the money. You don't know about the money till you go into it. You know what I mean? It's just... You, you, I'm working in so I wasn't earning my own wage, and it wasn't really mm. part time. And I, I you know, I was like, I need some money. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know that you could earn quite good money in car sales. Obviously, what you, how much money are you talking about? I don't know. You can earn up to like forty grand a year, fifty grand a year, sixty grand a year, depending. on, Maybe more some places. Some places were less. Yeah. You know, but um, that's what I, you know. I was roughly earning around about that amount of money. So you started doing that for a bit. Who were you working for? What car, car shop in Manchester? It's shut now, but. It was open then. It was like a supermarket. Right. And there was a guy there called Dave Newman. He was a the manager there. He's a sick guy um, from Ozle Twistle. Um, and then I had a few different managers, made a few different friends there. It was good times. And then. Uh, and, he, and you
0: touched with any of these people still? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of them, in particular, I met Zach. I speak to him pretty much every day. What well, is he doing? He's doing recruitment. Is he? Mm. Yeah, I think we've talked about him before. Yeah, yeah. So from there, what happened then? It all caused a bit, like, mixed up, didn't it? But it was then car craft in Rochdale. for a bit. that was ruthless. Yeah, it was good fun, Mint time Anyone who worked there at that time said it was good, good fun, because it was good banter, you had good money, and it was fast-paced all the time. You weren't bored, because you weren't bogged down with paperwork and stuff, you were just selling cars, the fun bit. Who were you back then? Because obviously I didn't know you about them. Who were I was you? The same person. Yeah, I think so. A Bit flasher. I don't know about flasher, but just more more money oriented than anything. How much money can I make? Nothing else really matters. But
0: then I didn't have. Outgoing. That's yeah, but that's massively different to who you are now. Yeah. So you're not the same person yeah, at all. No, no, but
1: then you didn't have. An, I didn't have any outgoings either. I didn't have any responsibility. Either. I didn't even have. I don't think I had a bit. Well, maybe I did have a bit at the time. But if I was living with a mate in Bolton, yeah, and we we're just partying every weekend and working all the time. That was it. So from there, from, super, was it not supermarket car? Carcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. This is where it goes a little bit grey and airy for me. Like, it's, I did a few different jobs. Yeah. I think I left, if I remember rightly, I left Carcraft and then I was seeing a girl and her dad did joinery and I went and did joinery because I fell out of work in all the weekends. I think cause I'm at a few different jobs actually thinking about was doing car shopping and Carcraft is selling cars. I did a few different garages, but then I definitely um, went and did joinery for a bit. What did you love about selling cars? I think it's just talking to people. I think and the banter, and then the people you work with. I think they're the best things. Money, obviously, but it—it's not the 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 thrive of having money. It was just that I had I could do stuff. So for some reason, I feel like
0: um, selling cars for me. There was a kind of a wolf or Wall Street kind of feel to it, where everything's kind of. You know, like back then when yeah. two, what uh, fucking carcraft. Yeah. It would just like, you know, just get as many people in and like just
1: It is a little bit like that. It's not Wolfers Wall Street, it's nothing like that. But it's it's just you just you just did it you just it's purely about how many cars you sell, how much money you can make. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the sort of similarity that I'm
0: thinking about. Yeah, it's just
1: yeah, I think sometimes people get, people in used cars get a bad rep about like you know, ripping people off. There was none of that. Yeah. I mean carcraft was a bit expensive and stuff, but I th- at the time, I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. Do you get what I mean? Because yeah, I was yeah, young yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, working, yeah, yeah. I wasn't aware of it. But, I, you know, they sold a lot of cars, did a lot of business, it was a good company. Hmm.
0: Um, so joinery? Yeah, did joinery. a bit random.
1: Yeah, well, I think I was seeing a girl at the time, um, and I can't remember, that, see, I had a argument with mum about this on holiday, because I thought that she talked me into it at the time. But she was saying she was like, "Well, make sure you're making the right decision." But I quite clearly remember her like saying, "Yeah, you should do it." But she, she on holiday, we said she said, i was supporting you." Mm. Um, but anyway, I did join her. Eh? So at school, you wanted to do something hands-on, but then you went into sales,
0: which isn't really I hands-on. I didn't know
1: what I wanted to do at school because, like I say, for me, like I know teachers now, and this is not disrespect for teachers, but like they go about things the wrong way for people who think like me. Yeah. You know, if you're not academic and you're not gonna do that, like it's just like boring. Yeah. Obviously things have changed at schools now because I've been in schools recently with my job and stuff and things are completely different. But I think back nineteen ninety eight when I left school I was like bored out of my head. I can't even remember it. I don't even I don't even I I don't think I speak to maybe more than two people I went to school with. Three maybe. Yeah. I don't even think they're in my year. Boring.
0: So what, what, tell me, car sales to... Join what, me. How? Why?
1: But that was because I think I was just living with my mate and we're working all the weekends, you see. In the oh. car sales, you ain't got money, but you're going to do a lot of hours. You do a lot of hours, long days. Day. Yeah, Saturday, Sundays. Basically, every... you're
0: going out on a Saturday night, you got to be in
1: Sunday. Yeah, and yeah. Just like... I'm going over doing it, but and then like in your day off, you still have to really work and stuff like. Yeah. You are there seven days a week, really. Well, you used to, I don't know what it's like now. That's the thing is, but when I was doing it, it was probably still is the same.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So then I, was, I think I, I remember quitting. Not in a bad way, but just like, I'm going, I'm had enough sort of thing. Not like storming out of the place, but I remember just saying, I'm quit, And then I went and did joinery. Bought a van, bought the gear, went to Preston College um, and learned how to do joinery. I can't remember everything. You just got to have a take at the pinchers out. But, you know, did joinery, did a few different places in... in um split with my girlfriend, so that didn't work out because I, I think I was going to end up working for her dad at some point. That was the, I think that was the plan if I remember rightly. And ended up working for myself a little bit. I and how did that go? Se- it went well because I remember setting up a website Lancashirejoinery.com. My dad bought the URL and I remember getting like jobs, like you know, can you build this building, you know, yeah. can you build this house and stuff and I wasn't even qualified at the time and I remember passing on work to people and stuff and then I ended up working a lot of builders in Southport and that was like my first step in Southport. Do a good lot. Well, learnt loads of crazy stuff with them lot, and had a good time with them lot. And but what what for joining? The only thing I can remember from joining me really is I know I put a kitchen together and stuff. Now I fucking know. I haven't got any tools left, or anything. But what he did do is teach me the worth of money, because I think I'd lost touch with how much how you know, hard you have to work money because he earned so much money. I'd had hardly any outgoings when I was doing apprentice wage at 21 or over 22 it was and I was driving a van from a brand new car I sort of realised wait a minute money doesn't go that far yeah. you can't just throw it away and it's going to come the next week you have to save it look after it you know be careful of what you buy hmm. um, how hard some families work you know, how, you know some families work on a very small budget and you have to appreciate that it's just the way life is and people work their arse off and they don't get much for it. it, it, it that's what that that's what joinery actually ended up t- teaching me. To be honest with you, and then from that, um, I moved in with Charlene, and we—I told you the story, I? and you know, yeah, but nobody else knows the story. Yeah, well, the story was we moved in with Charlene, and we got a flat and um in Charlie, and under the flat was a hairdresser's. We did a CV for Charlene; she didn't have a job at the yeah. time. We put it through the letterbox. Charlene got a job at the hairdressers. Then the hairdressers, the manager of the hairdressers, Fellas Mate, was the business manager at Fiat and Blackburn. Within a couple of weeks, I think it was, I made touch base with him. And I remember leaving my van on the car park and driving off at them Fiat 500s, like when they'd just come out, um, and went back into car sales. And that was it. And went to car sales for a few years. I did the rounds in different car garages um so why why did you th- why did you decide to just
0: stop the what you were doing in the i think i think bit? i
1: think i just like it's not you yeah it just wasn't yeah like i think with joinery it's like you have to have a passion for it because you have to be good at it to yeah. earn, you know to um, learn a living for it for your family and yeah you know and all that sort of stuff and i just wasn't i think i just wasn't that passionate about it yeah you know did sales come into it at all, what you were doing? No, well, you, you'd sell to get the business on. Yeah, but then uh, I, I it's just I just wasn't good enough at it. I don't think. I think, like I say, you have to be skillful. Like that it's, it's a skill. Yeah, you know, you know, it's really hard. So, so what
0: do you just end up just going right? That's it. I'm done. Yeah, Sacked yeah, I remember, sell, yeah. Sold my van. So you had no job.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sem- I remember sending my van back to the finance company. I had it on finance, and I sent it back to the finance company. Sold all my tools. Yeah, kept some of them. I've got one or two of them knocking around at home. So you and Charlene together, neither one of you has got a job? No. So so we got together. So you to yeah, get a flat. We, we got a flat together. I remember mum was saying to me, "It's like financial suicide." I moved out of her house. Yeah, and mum, I had a van. Like I was on two hundred and ten quid a week or something like that. Yeah. And mum said, and "I remember categorically saying to me, it's financial suicide.'" Yeah. And I was like, she's, "And she still says to this day, it was she was right because I got in debt." Oh, she was right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was hundred yeah. percent right, but like you just don't listen to do you. No, I don't. Like, I'm in love, mum. I'm going. Yeah. Come you on, mum. You don't you know what you're talking <laughs> about. So, um. And then we moved with Charlene, and Charlene didn't really have a job at the time. She was just doing it like, I think she was working in a salon left or whatever. It was a bit ropey, all that. Um, so you've got no money coming in? No. you decided to get a flat, which is how much a... I think it was like, I can't remember exactly. Everything I say has got to be a pinch of salt, because my memory is shit. It's fine, it's fine. It's like 350 quid a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I had a van. Charlene, wasn't driving, didn't have a license. Have you got furniture in this flat? No. We got a couch off mum, got yeah. a telly off mum. I built a bed before I left oh, the joinery, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I, I built like a it. bed. We, I may, may be making it staircase construction. Sorry about that. I stole your wood. Um, and then that we used that bed. And then we had, I think we bought microwave, second hand yeah. and stuff, just like put everything together. And then that was it. And we just, we moved on Bookshaw a bit. we got a bigger flat. Cause Where's was that? In some Charlie, Bookshaw Village. Yeah, okay. We had a one bedroom one there. And then we moved around to another one, and then another one, another one. Then Charlene's cousin moved nearby. And we had a couple of years there, to be fair. And then got a dog and stuff. Then um, Charlene went working at another hairdresser's and became self-employed. So for two years,
0: you weren't doing anything?
1: Well, I was working car sales.
0: All right, sorry. So as soon as you moved in that flat, how quick was it? it was I can't remember. All right. It but was it pretty was quick. quick. It was pretty quick. Yeah, pretty
1: quick. It wasn't long. Because I couldn't be asked driving to Southport. That was the other thing, because I was living in Chorley. And I was driving on a no money. So I can't... Charlie would probably know better, yeah. but it wasn't long.
0: So you're in Fiat now, driving
1: yeah. off in a... Yeah, 500. A
0: yeah,
1: 500. Uh, <laughs> <like that>. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that, um, and then did you just kill it from... Yeah, I just went selling. I didn't really No, I didn't. I wasn't enjoying it at Fiat. I did a bit of time there, and then what was the reason you didn't enjoy it? People, and yeah, just I don't think it was the right garbage for me, sort of thing. And obviously, I've been doing joining, so I was like, right, get my head reprogrammed into car sales again. Um, and then I can't remember exactly what happened. I think my mate from the car shop, Lee, was working at Lancaster Volkswagen, and then that's what happened. I went working in Lancaster, if I remember rightly. So I was driving from Chorley to Lancaster. That was it. I think I went working at Lancaster on VW. I can't remember which one it was. Is it
0: car sales you like or just sales?
1: don't know. I like sales. And sales, in yeah. it? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Car sales are just... It's because what
0: you know, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously think... your dad taught you like really yeah, yeah, well because yeah. he's like top of the game. Yeah, yeah. But so well, I, I literally think, you know, once you got your head into it, you could pretty yeah, much sell anything. I think
1: sales is like... I don't know if I'm like bored with sales now a little bit. I like yeah. teaching the method of sales, but I yeah. could still do it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, But I think, I think quite enjoying teaching someone how to do sales and watching them do it. It's more interesting. Yeah. And trying to map them out how, how to do it.
0: Yeah. So you're at Volkswagen? Yeah. How long were
1: there for? I can't remember. Why on? Then it was the same company, moved out, good company that, uh, Cox Motor Group. And then moved to another garage for them. Did a few years on whatever guy called Jeff. He was sound. He taught me a lot, that guy. Fell out a few times, but... Yeah. It, it was for the right reasons. At the time, I was like, dick. dick. Yeah. But he's mint. Yeah, yeah. Mint fella. Um, guy called Pete Robertson was a manager as well. He was sound. Um, we made some good friends there. Brian Cooney, a couple of other good people as well. Um, yeah, so then I, I... I went to Blackpool Honda from there. Um... So he worked with some good guys there again. Yeah. I can't remember everyone's name, but like Simon, Barry and a few other people. Like, and I had a really good time there. I did the, like, the trade, started doing a bit of like, eBay car sales for them. Just got that like, going. Yeah, They were doing it a little bit, but helping them do that. And then I think I just, what happened was that was a point in time where I, th- I can't, I'm trying to remember ages and I can't bloody remember age. I wish I knew the age I was.
0: But obviously there's a point where you've come from car sales that that, you've got to remember that bit of coming from car sales into your next.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I remember that because I bought a part exchange. Yeah. But for a guy trading in a car and it was like a shit old car for like a grand compared to having like brand new Honda Accord or a Civic or something like that. Um And then what had happened was, like my surrogate, Auntie Sue, she left um, a big recruitment agency because of her age. And someone else, another company bought them out. And I think they sort of pushed her out to, you know...
0: This is in education?
1: Yeah, in education sector. It was quite a big agency she worked for. I think she just... This big company had different ideas than she did. So she said to my dad, will you lend me the money to... Open an agency, the figures, and because she knew that my dad was in franchising, said, would you do franchising? Obviously, I got wind of this, being in the house and stuff. And then I said to dad, "It's either he approached me, I can't remember, but one of us approached each other and said, can I get involved in this? Because I'll help Sue do the sales. She can teach me about the recruitment side of it. And then, like, I understand franchising it, because that's what dad did. Um and that was it then so I remember handing my noticing buying that car driving off thinking what the fuck am I doing Um, I what did your mum say I can't remember I think mum was supportive at the time I, mean, I remember lent me seven grand I bought ah. a car insured it and then like that was it Gone getting get an off- got an office Sue. where was the office in Leyland uh, next to Mackey's there's, yep. a, there's a, a cafe on the corner I can't remember the cafe but there's an office above it there yeah 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 um it was just there with me and Sue and then we took a an apprentice on Natalie. Um and that was it. So she taught me how to do interviews, she taught me how to what compliance was, reference details. So you had no experience No, at no, all? no,
0: no, no. So what drove you from doing what you already know into something that you haven't got. I think I just wanted bit.
1: to work for myself. That's I just the motivation was mum and dad have worked for themselves the whole lives or near enough the whole lives or had businesses together and I just thought this is what I this is what I want to do is want to be in control of my own destiny to a certain degree, if that's the right thing. You know, it's a bit far-fetched that, but I think just because mum and dad had their own businesses, I felt like I wanted them, or at least to work for them, you know, um, so. It's a mad one to get into that. Yeah, it isn't is. Isn't it? Especially when you hate teachers. Yeah, I know. Well, not hate teachers, that's but a big yeah, word. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Not, a yeah, not lot I don't hate teachers, but I just didn't think education was great for me. But some people had like some of my mates who went to some schools that like, love it. So I think it's just generally down to that individual. I don't think it's down to the teachers or the school. I think it's yeah. it's you as a person, yeah. and then you make that opinion of the teachers. You know, they might be sick for someone else, but shit for me. So uh, just talk me through
0: the process of like what 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 you're thinking.
1: How are you how you going to get clients on when you don't know really what you're
0: talking about. Or, well, are you scared? Are you t- no. At all, you nah, just like that, that. Your usual, silly sales, yeah, just yeah. straight in. I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's it. That was that was easy, Were it? Yeah, piece of piss. Just asking questions, isn't it? Yeah, sales are just asking questions. I don't,
0: think, but not everyone can do it, right? Not, every, not everybody's got it. I think people can be taught, but like I think you've naturally just got it in you. Yeah, it's just yeah. your your character. Because I can't, I can't do it. I'm all right, you know. People coming in and meetings and stuff like that, but to cold call or ring somebody up or just you know talk to somebody you know, just turn up. Don't Tough know. that. I don't know if it is, I but I think just, I think that's a lot, lot. Why a lot of businesses goes, go bump and stuff like that because they've not got that sales, yeah, side. Like, be, that sales side to it. So a, this is no matter th- what company yeah, is, people, No matter what it is, yeah, cafe yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Listen,
1: if you have the best, fuck me. Let's think of the uh, the best plant plant pots in the world. Yeah, and you can have the sickest plant pots. Mm. Like people are like fuck me when they see one. They're like, oh my god, I that's want one sick. of them right now in my house. Yeah. And you can put them on a website and you can even put them on social media and you can do a sick video about them. But if no one's there to pick up the phone mm. and pitch it to the guy when he answers the phone mm. or someone's not ringing the garden centres or not ringing Southport fucking Flower show and saying can I come and no one's selling, it doesn't matter what you've got, you ain't selling, you ain't going to make any money. End of. Don't care who you are. You need to sell something. And that's, that's what I think some people make the mistake of. Going to business, they go into business, get a sick logo or they, do, they, they, they get going, or they think they can do sales. And the problem with sales is it's mint when it's going well. But when it's not going well, oh my God. And it's getting yourself from that bit. Even I'll tell you, anyone in car sales will tell you, if you're not sold free cars or not sold car for a week, it's the worst place in the world to be. You could have been mint last month, but if you're not, it's the worst, and that's what I'm saying to anyone. What, what can be the reasons for that? You just you're just having a bad time. You, right. you're off because of home life. You don't know at the time, but it could be that, or, yeah. or you just you look, you know, you're just saying things differently. You're in a bit of a bad mood. You've had a look. And I, have you had this? Yeah, yeah. Bunch sure. yourself. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
0: When you're when you're analysing this kind of thing, and you're at home, and you're kind of going, "What, can I what? What is the turnaround point?
1: How's it? It, it?" The turnaround point is like having a word with your manager saying, "What am I going to do? Sort my head out, yeah, or or just get, trying to go back to basics and like I can make myself an appointment and speak." Have to Have you got them. an
0: example of like what you? No, what do you mean? No, it happens regularly. Does yeah, it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Set, like if you if like if me and you were trying to get business on for you, for instance, you've got to accept that there'll be some turn. You've got to just. Like fucking make fifty calls and expect forty-nine of them to not be interested, but still have the, the 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 enthusiasm that they're going to give you some business. Because at the end of the day, if that person thinks that you're in, in a negative mood when you pick the phone up, they're not going to want to speak to you anywhere. Um, that it's 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 not it's not it's, it can be horrible doing sales. You know, if you're not if you if you're not used to it, and you can be a really nice person and. You can have a really nice product and stuff, but if you've never done sales before, it can be pretty hard. Some people become natural to. Some people think they hate sales, and then they do it, and they mint it.
0: Sometimes. What what makes a good salesman?
1: I don't... I knew you were going to ask me that. I I don't... I I think think you've just got to be... um, You've got to ask lots of questions to find out what the person wants. um, So that then... You can answer, you know, can give them what they want from it, you know, instead of bombarding them with stuff that they might not want, you know what I mean? It's like, what do you think about this cup, Tim? It's white, um, it's got the logo on the side, um, you know, it holds a decent Man, You might think, well, actually, Ryan, I'm sick to death of dropping my cups and they keep smashing. Oh, I actually want a rubber cup, but I've banged on about how white it is and how much more it holds. It's finding out what you're looking for. Tim, what does he want from your mug? Oh Ryan, I want one that yeah, doesn't yeah, smash yeah, when yeah. I drop it. Ah right, well this one, this one's not for you. But this one is. This is a rubber one. So when you drop it, it don't smash. What do you think? Oh yeah, it's perfect. Can you get it in white? Yeah, I can get it in white. And it's just that sort of But that's come back to you and your dad asking about yeah, it's, stuff it's, like it's, that. It's, that, it's, that it's, it's it's just asking it's not yeah. being misleading, it's not being deceitful or anything like that. It's just literally finding out what someone wants before you ask, you know, before you start banging on about Fucking whatever, you know what I mean. It's just find out what their need, you know, what their wants and needs are before you start going into anything else. So, when you're doing this process and you're like doing this with
0: cars, do you have to believe in them cars to do that? Yeah, you
1: you, you, you got to have your ethics there. You can't. be... I mean, me personally, I I mean, there's probably loads of Dodger car salesmen out there. Yeah. But for me, I'd want to know the cars right. You know, I want to make sure I'm not selling one that's a banger or broken or been yeah. in a crash. Or, you know, whatever. And then you know, you know a little bit about the car and. Because you sell them every day, you get to know which what's on them and that, and then um, yeah, that's it. So, education services. Yeah. What part of sales came into doing that? Then what? 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 What what, what I learned was interviewing teachers, interviewing teaching assistants, interviewing learning support assistants and stuff finding out what they did as a job and I had to there's a bit of a steep learning curve for me do you know what I mean like figuring out what the different qualifications were and I I couldn't even answer what they are now do you know what I mean I just figured out what they were but in essence really you're just selling skills of people you know people and their skills so you meet a teacher and I'd be like oh my god she's sick and you know like she's done this and she's done that and she's got this qualification she can do that as well as that obviously all you do then is just replicate that in a piece of paper and remember that. So when you go to a school and, and you say, look, I've got this teacher, she's done this, done that. I've interviewed her, she came across really well. We've done our compliance, she's ready. She's available to work and stuff. And then they can say, well, actually, we've got you know a bit of a booking now. Can we get her in and place her? So when you first started, did you have any clients on at all? No. You had nothing?
0: Nope. You basically had a little office above a cafe yep. in Leyland? Yeah. Name at Donald. And you're just like, right, so let's get let's get let's on. Let's start
1: it. interviewing some teachers and she started. Yeah, no money. No, nothing. No. Bought a PC, desk, poster up on the wall, um, paper. I remember going to Staples, getting all the application packs, you know. So we got the document, went to Staples, and then Staples will just print them off and staple them for you. And you just remember getting the boxes, walking out, putting into the castle, just loads of application forms. I just learned from interviewing people. Asking them loads of questions, find out what they want. Did you have a business plan or a strategy, or are you just are you going? You
0: just use and just going. Rah. Well, no,
1: we you, we knew what we wanted to turn over, so then right. we could franchise the business yeah, yeah, model. Yeah. That was it. it was that all, was your... The goal was to franchise. Yeah, that was my goal. Yeah, to franchise. Because obviously my dad had done it, and yeah, Mum had done yeah, yeah. it, so that I knew that. Because for franchising, it's it's make good money, but it's it's quite good to it's quite an enjoyable job because you're inspiring people and then you like... start their own business. Yeah, up yeah, and yeah. You can yeah, see yeah. So it's like you, you create a business and yeah. that it's almost like that's not enough. What I want to do is also help other people franchise their yeah. business. You yeah. know, be, get into business for themselves. So, yeah. Um We did... We, that's what it was for me. It's like, all right, I need to learn about this so I can end up franchising. Yeah. Um, so we got that going. Uh, got some business on. What? How, how well were you doing? I think I did about 300 grand in the first year. I could be wrong, but... About that, I don't know. Mate, it's I mean. pretty cool, mate, isn't it? D- I don't know. Fish, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know how much money I made, like, but I think yeah. I don't think I lost anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then we did actually franchise one. Uh, did you? Yeah, I think uh, the second or the third year. Can't remember, Matt. I'm crap with dates. I'm really sorry. sorry. I could get it for you. Do you know I'm what I mean? Sorry, I'm not bothered about
0: that. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So obviously, the next stage of this now is that you've got this. You're
1: kind of flying. You're thinking, right? This is gonna. Yeah, it, it was getting some, it wasn't fantastic because yeah. mum and dad's business had been better but because that was healthcare, there was, with teachers the thing was mm. is that they don't work every single day of the year Yeah, n- and work overnight. They do because they, they, that's in the job but not in the agency world, do you know what I mean? Like they don't, I was comparing Apple, not comparing Apple's it was Apple years, in healthcare, nurses mm. and care assistants and support workers work 24 hours, seven days a week you know, 365 days a year. So you you can potentially make money overnight as well and the weekends and stuff like that, you see. So that's... So you're still, at this point, you're still quite heavily focused on money again? No, not heavily focused on money, but I'm heavily focused on surviving my business. Right. Yeah, because you have to make money. If you don't make money, you can't be in business, can you?
0: Yeah, I get it. But, like, you know, your driving force when you're selling cars is money. Yeah. And then you've got into... Education, recruiting. Yeah, is sure. When you did that, that was more for leaving a reputational legacy behind of an amazing business. Or are you focused on money a bit more? But no, I
1: was, I was trying to make my own that, like, trying to make a legacy for myself way. and all right. that. But at the same time, I know that you can't yeah. be in business unless you make money.
0: Yeah. So you're getting a lot more self worth at this point. Yeah, because I was like
1: figuring out what I wanted to do, and like yeah. the thing that what everyone forgets is like when you go into business for your own. All of a sudden, there's no one reason to get out of bed anymore. Like, you've got to, like, when you've got a cold or you've got an hangover or you've found out your missus or fucking car's broken, something like that, you have to still get out of bed. Uh, You get an email at 5 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday or you get an email at 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday or you have to work all the time. People don't understand that. Like I've learned from being working for myself, or having a business, working with mum, doing whatever and being franchising that people don't understand how much I've sacrificed. They have not got a fucking clue. You've got to sacrifice unless you have your own business and work for yourself, you'll know you you've got to give it everything. Literally have everything. And you've got to work for nothing.
0: Yeah. So education Learned about that. And then?
1: And then what happened was um, started supplying a school in Bolton that did, like a, it's like a SEN school, so special needs sort of. So mum and dad healthcare was crossing over into that land anyway um, of supplying sort of support workers to a school, so to support children with learning disabilities in a school environment. So I was asking mum questions about that and trying to understand that. And at that time then, dad got uh, uh, bowel cancer.
0: Tell me that Tell me that story, because... Like, so, I, I don't know where I was. I, I like the story, but I'm just... Yeah, yeah, it.
1: no, I can't remember where I was. Um I think I was at education appointments in, in the office at desk. I remember being at a desk, and uh, my dad, like, rang me and said, I've got something to tell you. Uh, I've got cancer, old boy. And he never says, "oh boy. He's never said it since and never said it before, but I don't know, it's his only way of saying it. I was just like, right, all right, see you later. Dad put a phone down. I was like, oh, right, okay, so my dad's got cancer, like...
0: What do you do with that information? I can't remember
1: at the time. I remember being a bit upset, like, and, like, thinking. It's just the way he said it. You it's know, just yeah, it's, a, pat, part, it's it? a funny one, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like, you think, well, yeah, I don't know. How do you tell someone you've got cancer? You just, I don't know. I don't know. How do you tell your son you got cancer? Like, what do you do? Take him pub? Right, here, drop a pint. I've got something to tell you. I don't know how do you do it. So, like, how do you do it? Do you suppose to sit him down in front of him and say, look, don't get upset. This is about me. I don't know.
0: I don't, know. I don't know. That was just his way, weren't? Yeah, it? yeah. That was but it. That so whole boy at the end. Yeah, yeah. Of just, it's, like, it's like I don't He's g- kind of almost a little bit nervous and a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah,
1: like, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. It's like I, I. Yeah. I often think about that. Like, how would I tell yeah. my kids? I don't know. Don't know. Because it's like news that you want someone to know straight away, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: You want someone to share your pain, don't you, straight away? So, yeah. anyway, it was a fucking weird one for me that, and then so automatically it's like. Wait a minute. Like, wh- what does it entail? Because, like, you say, someone says you got cancer, they think you're going to die. And I said, He's going to die. My dad, when, when does my dad die? I think I remember saying to him, When's gonna dad's going to die? And he was like, All oh, right, okay, people don't just die, you know, and then learn about everything about it. So, what, is, what, are, the, what are the implications of having bowel cancer? I know you're going to fucking of? ask me that. I, ain't got, I don't know. I don't retain information don't like that. Show you that yeah, know.
0: come on. Um, but obviously, bowel cancer we're talking about look he's not going to be
1: in work here yeah and there's got to be there's
0: got to be a, a choice
1: has to be made here yeah now. so so mum was taking dad to Clatterbridge every whatever hour long I was like making the transition from education appointments to 247 deciding what to do and like should I go should I not go and like eventually end up going to, um what was the the sort of defining decision for you what do you kind I can't of find like, you know? no I can't remember. I just went. Yeah, came to. It's the right thing to do, mate. innit? it. Yeah, it was the right. I think that's what it is. It was just the right, the right thing, thing to do. I think it was just the right thing to do. So went over two four seven. Um, Tom was there because he'd done the same thing. Left car sales and joined a bit about six months before me. Reason being, one of the directors yeah. at the time, because one was clatterbridge. I don't think he was playing the game correctly. What, yeah. was
0: you, what was your brother doing before?
1: He was, he was selling cars. Well, was he as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the same company, in fact. Was it? A different garage. Right. Um, I think it was at my old garage. I was at Blackpool and he was at Lancaster, same right. company. But anyway, yeah, so then he left uh, and then he came selling cars. He was doing a good job. And then I joined and then I was... So it was like Tom was doing sales and I did like, we called it operations and I was doing like more stuff in the office, what's going on in the office, I did more recruitment and because I had a bit more skills in the IT and I was a bit more savvy with that side of the work where Tom wasn't, Tom was, I helped with sales. But what was then, he good at? Sales. Was he? Yeah. Like, we, yeah. So, yeah, that was it, sales. So...
0: You went in, what was your actual role? What what would they, did they ask you to do?
1: It wasn't really that question. It was like, do everything.
0: Really? Yeah, well, like we, we, we you do, don't you? So they brought you in as a director?
1: No, no, no. D- bought me in as a shareholder, yeah. but um, just head of operations, so I wasn't a director at the time. Right. But there's no reason apart from, I think, um, we're factoring, you have to be the, you know, when you lend the money off, like something to do with factoring. But anyway, I think I wasn't a director. I wasn't really asked because I was a shareholder. If you know anything about limited companies, the people who own the company are the shareholders yeah. and they're the decision makers. You can be a director all you want but yeah. unless you're a shareholder. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I was a shareholder and I was fine with that. Both companies, the franchise company and the, the agency in Southport. I think Tom was, we all this a con- conversation where Tom was always going to do the sales and then I was going to always help the franchisees and support them in the office and that's the way it went. It worked fine for a while. Then what started happening? Um, I think, like, um, obviously dad wasn't in the company at all then. Nothing? Nothing. Um, he was still a director, but wasn't in the company. Like He asked questions and we had board meetings and stuff like that about money, money and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, yeah, and
0: then... Was um, there a conversation where he's just not coming back in again? Yeah, we never said that. But everybody kind of knew, but it was never really discussed. Yeah,
1: we didn't didn't need to be discussed. You know, it was just the way it was. I think, because Dad still could, like, have his input. He was more on the franchise side of it, really. Yeah. And the, he, he never ran the office himself, but at all, it was always Mum. Mm. You know, Mum always did that. He, he never even got involved in any of that. Um, and then, I can't remember, mate, with times and stuff, but... Yeah, and then Tom started going off the trail, racked the trail, you know, a little bit. Was, was he doing that,
0: going off the rails before you even joined? No, it was Mint when I joined. Was it? Yeah,
1: yeah, it was Mint when we, we were selling, you know, we were working together and, yeah. yeah.
0: Can you remember the distinct sort of like, well, you don't want to say daylight, but when you, when you thought to yourself, look, he's he's going off the track, a little. Going off the track a little bit I can't just like it. not turning in for work and shit
1: yeah just little bits like that I can't, I can't I remember, remember mate there was times I'd say the last 12 months were really bad and then the last three years was stages of challenges was
0: he still turning in for
1: work? Yeah, he was still turning for work, still doing a good job and things like that. It was he was he was always gonna be the laugh and joke at of the office. He was never someone who you know.
0: But underneath his
1: Yeah, he was always laughing and joking and causing havoc off at off the work and stuff like that. But um he, he would he was always just d wanted to do the sales. He was wasn't really interested in anything else. He used to help with payroll though. because um, he was good on numbers, full enough, it was. It was shit out of numbers, and um, but yeah, he set up payroll. Well, I think it was just more to just make sure that he did something else other than sales at work. Um, He was really good at that part of it though, um, but not much great at everything else.
0: Um, yeah, was, was he a shareholder
1: as well? Yeah,
0: yeah, so you, mum, dad, yeah, Tom, yeah, so. I don't think we talk about it, we just skip it. What happened to him?
1: So he he killed himself, didn't he, in October last year. It was 17th of October, so my dad's birthday is the 16th of October, and mum and dad went away um, because mum and dad were running out of holidays because my dad needs to be... You know, it's getting more and more poorly. He's um, got Parkinson's from the cancer. Now he's got Parkinson's dementia, early signs of Parkinson's dementia coming in. So it gets more and more difficult to travel. Um, so mum booked a last-minute holiday to, I think it's Italy. Italy. I've sort of blanked it all out a little yeah. bit. but um, And I remember saying to her, like, you know, make sure Tom doesn't... Um, get the car or something like that because I took the car off him uh, two weeks prior to that. I took the car off him, took his bank card off him, changed his number, kept him in the house for two weeks. Basically so he couldn't get out and score. Yeah, and, and I was just like taking him to the cinema, taking him to the gym, looking after him, making him do what like normal people do, you know, like yeah. day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Just trying to give him some routine and then, because um, it was fucking carnage and prior to that, you know, all sorts going on. Um, so, and then um, yeah, mum and dad went on holiday, and he'd lent the car. He 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 took mum and dad to the hospital only because I think mum was stressed about dad, and Tom manipulated like, that situation yeah, yeah, yeah. so that he could use the car. And then he obviously went straight away. And go, well, he he, he was he, he sounded genuine when he said he wasn't going to do it, but he did. He went and got drugs that day. Anyway, to cut a long story bearable, he he, uh, he 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 hung himself at home, and I had a big meeting on the seventeenth. Um, and I hadn't spoken to him. he had gone off, found my friends and stuff. And I was like, mm, "This doesn't feel right." I remember the time it was ten twenty-three. All the things you can remember. Yeah, because I, I, I remember looking at my clock, thinking it's ten twenty-three, and fucking, I'm not spoken to Tom. And then, anyway, I went back home to my dad's house. I opened the front door. Mum and dad had like a cream cap rug in the front room. It was quite a big rug. Um, and I was, and I was like what the fuck is that rug doing at the bottom of the stairs? It was like two rolls of a rug. You know, if someone had dropped a rug off the railing, you know, off the banister or rolled a rug down the stairs, it was like crumpled up. I was like, what is that? Because um, it had like these, it was cream with blue and red patches in it. And then I realised it was a pair of legs and it was um, the blood had gone to Tom's legs. It was like two big like birthmarks, you know, like red patchy birthmarks, quite big ones. As I walked closer and then I realised it was dead. He was stone cold. Uh, he had shorts on, trainers and a top, a top. I'd bought him some stuff from the gym, he said, the night before. Uh, he'd come, he'd put the gym stuff on and gone out all day and got wrecked. So we'd had an argument that night before. I'd, I'd missed that bit out, haven't I? Yeah. We'd had an argument the night before because I went round to the house the night before because he'd gone missing all day after he'd took the car. And I'd left him about 11 o'clock that night. I'd made up with him, but we'd had a big argument about him taking drugs again and trying to sort himself out. And I left him to it, and when I came back, and that's where I hadn't spoke to him all night, I sent him some text messages and stuff. Um, so would mum, and then I went back the next morning. Um, yeah, and then it was at the bottom of the stairs. I remember just, I remember saying, fuck me, Tom, I can't fix this one. And then just give him a massive hug. It's stone cold. Rigger Mortis had set in, the rope had snapped, it was around his neck, and then, um, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I Sort of sat there for about, five minutes, and then rang an ambulance, and said, look, I've found my brother at the bottom of the stairs, The rope around his neck, obviously I was in bits, and they were trying to keep me on the phone, and I was like, look, I need to get off the phone, because there's some other people, I need to call here, um, and she was like, no, no, so I was like, listen, I'm going by, paramedics will be there in a minute, and then I rang uh, Charlene, Told her, she dropped everything, jumped in the car. I think she rang the police to get someone there to me in an ambulance herself, um, found out afterwards. And then uh, I rang mum. I said, mum, where are you? She said, I'm in the hotel. I said, right, now you go back to the room. And I think she was like, near the room anywhere. I said, look, I got some towel you sit down. And I told her, I said, Tom's killed himself. Fucking hardest phone call I've ever made in my life. I didn't, but I made it like it was nothing at the time because he was just in shock. And I sort of sat there with Tom at the bottom of the stairs for about 25 minutes while the ambulance came. Paramedics came in, hooked him up to the machine to confirm he was dead, then covered him up and then put me in the lounge waiting for the police to come. Police come, and, you know, talked to me and interviewed me and CID came. Took pictures, make sure everything's all right. Went around the hut. I missed quite a bit of stuff out here, by the way. Like, I went around the house and stuff afterwards and found the rope and found the knife and found evidence of drugs and stuff in the house and stuff. So, you just got to bear with me, but I missed a bit out there. And then that was it. spot spoke to the police for hours. Charlene turned up. And then they had to organise all the stuff for the hospital and the body going. And Mum came back, I think, the day after and they arranged for her to go and see Tom at the hospital in Southport. That's weird, going and seeing your, your brother with your mum and dad, freezing cold on a tray, like, frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Fuck you. know. So, yeah, I went and seen him. <laughs> Fucking took a picture of him and that. Fucking hell, mate. It's heavy, that. So, yeah, so then... Has he left, oh, I forgot has he left to, a note or anything? No, no, nothing. And then the thing was, the next day, obviously, everyone was asking... Well, people were asking me where I was at work. So, and I'd had a big meeting that day, and they were there, the people for the meeting, I just had to fucking turn my phone off, didn't I? So I went into work the next day, um, I got Zoe to meet me on the car park and said, I I can't even walk into work on my own here. Zoe so know? I told her on the car. Did you? Yeah, and said, look, this is what's happened. She's like, fucking hell, her head fell off, obviously. Yep. And I walked into the office and I said, Look, I need a meeting with everyone. Everyone came in and just told them and just said, Look, I've just yesterday I found Tom at the bottom of the stairs, he's killed himself. And mean, you just have to give us some time. Every single one of them pulled the finger out. Well, they were already pulling the finger out anyway. They didn't need to step it up. They were already they already do a good job anyway. I just knew they would carry on, so we did. Then mum came back the next day. So I told everyone at work, sorted the hospital out, then mum and dad came back the next day. I met mum at Manchester Airport. Fucking hell, it was horrendous. You know, when you come in the doors at Manchester Airport, you know what I mean, don't you? Everyone waits there. Fucking yeah. hell, mum just, just felt it's a...
0: mad, it. It's mad, in it? I just I picked Kay up from airport the other day, like, and that emotion of meeting somebody that you love. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got this other emotion, just like, that's yeah. fucking hell. Mum come
1: through the doors, and, 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 like, dad's in a wheelchair, mum's pushing the wheelchair, and I'm just like, fucking hell. Mum just starts speaking to me, on then we had to drive back in Charlene's car for Manchester's Southport. Fucking heavy, mate, I tell you now.
0: Can't even comprehend that, mate. I can't even it's insane. I've told you before, I can't even comprehend it, but it's just like, you know, when you tell me a the story then and I know I've heard it before, but like, there's bits in it that I've not heard before, and it's just like it it, it hurts me from every time we say it, it hurts me
1: even more. Yeah, it's a tough one. Because you can't
0: it? because I've got a brother and I can sort of relate to it to a degree, but
1: I can't... Like, we got on, like, a house on fire. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then it's just, like, fucking hell. So then... Yeah. Fuck me.
0: What? What?
1: I don't know. I've not thought about it for about a month as well, so it's quite tough today. But
0: you've you've got it, though,
1: haven't you? Yeah. What
0: is the... What is... Because, obviously... You know, it's not a, you know, you're seeing a counsellor every week.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But like, I think it's like 40 hours of counselling now. I go every week. Just been this morning, have Because yeah. like she was on holiday and I was on holiday. So and I think I've not seen her for like three weeks. So just trying. You're not it out, but you just, I mean, songs and times remind me of him. So then it comes back to it. Sometimes I put a fucking song on deliberately to remind me of him so that I get it out. Not out of my system, but it's like you want to remember to a certain degree. Yeah yeah, they they call it like this bittersweet moment with grief with like all the bad stuff that I remember the build up to it it sort of disappears and then all the you just remember the good stuff. Yeah. And it's like that bittersweet. insane, isn't it
0: Bolt. You know, which moves on to my next one. It's like, you know, how, how soon after that did you come here and go? Same, look, two weeks. I'm thinking about a fucking rebrand, mate. Yeah, yeah,
1: two, two weeks afterwards. So what, what it was, at the same time that Tom was coming up to, well, I didn't know he was going to fucking kill himself, yeah. but the, the build up to it, obviously, um, Wise Up had started Liam. Yeah. And I remember talking to Tom about talking to, going to see Wise Up or getting in touch with Liam because Liam's an old mate of mine um, and he wouldn't do. He's like, oh it's fucking rhymes, mate. I'm not I don't need coverage. Blah, blah blah blah. All that's it. Yeah, I yeah. I haven't got a problem, all them sorts of things. Everything you can think of. Yeah. Um and then um uh Yeah, so then I oh, fucking lost my train of thought a little Fine. bit. You got in touch with Liam. Yeah, I got in touch with Liam and he wouldn't do it, and then I asked Liam where was he doing the videos from because I was like there's no fucking way he thought of that himself yeah. and I was like he's gonna have gone to someone I didn't even know what a fucking branding company was when I was dead straight with you. I told you this before like I ain't got fucking clue what you do for a job I was like made up job innit really it is Oh God, <laughs> it is.
0: I'm telling fucking,
1: fucking what do you call it? Fairy dust. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's a made-up job. But anyway, we'll get over this in a bit. Yeah, go on. Um so yeah, so then he was like, look, it's Tim Marner So I contacted you. I remember obviously there's loads of conversations going on, me and my mum, about what we're gonna do, how we're gonna carry on, can we get back into work? Are we gonna carry the business on? How, how, what the fuck are we gonna do? And I was like, I have to carry on. There's no fucking way my dad's having cancer, Parkinson's, giving me the opportunity in life to carry this, everything I wanted to do. Yeah. And then my brother dying and not being able to carry, you know, what where are we going to go and work for? Go back in car sales. Not really it's not going to happen, is it? Nobody really happy. Yeah. So then mum was like, right, okay, we'll carry on. So I set the meeting up with you, come and see you, didn't I? And then I brought mum back. Do you remember Can't that?
0: Just talk to me about that first meeting when you walked in. Like, What you what, you, what are your expectations? What are you thinking of when you first come in? Like? When I first
1: came in, it was to get a new logo. Yeah. And you to teach me how to do videos. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted you to come in and say... Right, what were you looking for? That's what I was looking for. I was looking for... What
0: were you expecting for them things to do for you, though?
1: Just for us to be on social media better. Yeah, right, okay. Um, but then I, I had no understanding of all this branding and how things come across and what, how you can do things. You've taught me that now since then. I learned myself a little bit. And yeah. it's when things like, someone can't teach you this, the, the, like how to come across on camera or how to do things. You have to fucking understand it yourself. You have to go through the emotion yourself. It's not nice, is it? No, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. But now I understand that we couldn't project ourselves on social media under the 24-7 professional because it was too corporate, too generic. It worked for years. It was perfect. Yeah. But the world's changing a little bit. And then the way I wanted to do business going forward by looking after people a bit better and understanding that mental health is problems. that You know, people don't want to talk about it. Tom had a massive ego. He would never have that deep conversations. So I understand where Tom was. There's loads of the ramifications to Tom's death that I probably wouldn't say on camera. Or yeah. I know them all. Yeah. I had Tom's mobile phone. I know everything about Tom. I knew all his friends. Mm-hmm. knew everyone that went around it. So I know everything about it. There isn't anyone in the world knows more than me. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm telling you now, there's a lot of challenges. If you look at this massive pie, there's a lot of slices to this pie. Yeah. The perfect fucking storm, I'm telling you now. Yeah. So, um, I've lost my train of thought again. So you're coming for the first meeting, yeah.
0: you're looking for a logo.
1: Yeah, logo. It's can you ch- me out to do social media? Yeah, yeah. What can we do about it? How do I do it? Yeah, yeah. And then you were like, no, you need to do a rebrand. Yeah. What are you thinking? Chucky's like, had it with New yeah? Yeah, no, I was like, mm, right, all right, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> do <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember I had like a pink shirt on and like a sleeveless yeah, yeah, jumper yeah, on, yeah, suit yeah, pants yeah.
0: and stuff? Yeah. I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again. Yeah, well, I thought that about you. You just can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> He's sick as fuck. This fuck. I was like, who's this fucking dick? You don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. But it was, it was a good meeting, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an ace meeting, mate. I think as soon as, like, me and you met, like, we just hit it off straight yeah, away. Yeah. I knew for the fact that as soon as you started talking, I first thought to myself, why are you wearing them? Yeah, yeah. It's just because. But obviously, it, I didn't tell you straight away. But obviously, we've had this conversation. Like Ryan, stop wearing suits. It's yeah, not you. Yeah. It's not your identity. That. We,
1: we just need. And it's like a. It's like. Um, it's everything you want to be, but you're scared of doing it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then once you do something, you're like, "Why the fuck have I been yeah. doing that all that?" Yeah. Yeah. But it's just someone giving the permission. That's what it is, isn't it?
0: So we had that. We
1: had that meeting. And then I went, and got you went away, right. And what are you telling your mum? I said to Mum, I remember like it was like a quite a funny call. I said to someone like, Look, I've been to this guy, I want you to come and see I was on the steps walking out of your place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, Mum, we need to come see. I want you to come and see this guy, it's what we need. It's the only way we're gonna be able to do what we want to do. Um and she was like, right, okay. what what is it exactly? And she's like, Oh, I don't know about changing the name. I said, Look, let's just go, let's go back and see him. And then we came and saw you, didn't we? Yeah. We didn't do the rebrand then, did we? We came and saw you, agreed it, said we're going to do it. You give us an idea of cost and then it was the rebrand a couple of months later. Well, there was a bit of time in between because it was Christmas. It was Tom's funeral, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. And to be honest, mate, I wanted a bit more time to think about it because it was was really important that we kind of got it right. So I I asked you both if I could have a bit more time and went over Christmas and then I I pitched it into you in the
1: new year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because it was fucking, I think we both, I think, there must have been a few phone calls then because I'm sure we said, look, let's just get Tom's funeral. Yeah. Let's get some time under our belt and get through Christmas and stuff because the fucking first Christmas was horrendous.
0: But I, like, me, I didn't know, mate. I didn't know this was going on. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know it was only two weeks after that, you know, he's yeah. done what he's done to kind of you coming in. And I'm just... And then you told me, like, well, it was about six months later, I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like with Liam, though, isn't it? So
1: Liam came to Tom's funeral and yeah. did a speak about wise up addiction and stuff because I, I knew there'd be loads of lads there that yeah. smash drugs all the time. And if they got it out, it's getting out of hand for them. They could yeah. have an, an avenue to go down if they wanted to. And um. It was four months into Liam's recovery, I think. I don't know if he wants me to say that on camera. Fuck, I don't know. But it was. So that was a big ask from him. And I'll never forget that. Um, and that's why I sort of want to, Not one of the reasons why I want to support... Well, it is one of the reasons why I want to support Wise Up so much. Yeah. Because that was a fucking massive ask at the funeral because I want not be able to speak a word. Yeah. Um. So...
0: When I'm sort of like doing, going through the branding process. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what you, what you thinking, obviously you've got Tom in your head most of it, Yeah, you know, when you ever got him in your head, cause you're trying to like not know. think about and You're thinking about what, what you think I'm going to come up with.
1: Well, I think we'd give you the, the, the generics of that we needed a one word or doing. I remember saying that to your mum doing, saying, Look, 24 7 Fresh Health is massive word.
0: I, ju- I didn't listen to that though. Yeah. I know you kind of tell me thing, but like. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I mean?
1: And I just thought he's going to come out with some. I'm hoping he's going to come out with some spurious yeah. name that doesn't mean much. But.
0: In fact, no, I think I remember is one, one should. We kind of. Sorted out the price and everything. That I came down and spent a lot of time down at. Yours. You did, didn't you? You, yeah. you met everyone at the office, yeah, didn't you? Everyone at the office because I wanted to get it right. I wanted to understand the dynamic and where we're at and where your mums at and you know what the processes are and stuff like that and yeah. really understand the business, but not understand it from a visual point of view. Understand it from like how do they make people feel when you're ringing up people and or, yeah, that's that's what was really important to me. And then when I when I thought right, I've got it now. Yeah. I thought, right, I just need to go away. And then I basically, I knew, I knew then what I was going to do. I thought with, when you did with it, with
1: I, thought, I, I thought it was sick because it was a small name that didn't mean anything. You tick them two boxes. In my head the whole time, that's what I wanted. But then you just put this magic potion that I talk about on top of it by making it, means something to the family Mm -hmm. but then in the corporate world if someone doesn't know us and they just see an invoice or see on a piece of paper Mm. they might want to ask what them stands for and you can tell them the different meanings of each letter
0: yeah for everybody listening we're talking about tesla tesla and it's les and tom
1: yeah it's transparency equality zealous loyalty organic and motivation very good yeah of course very nice I keep saying it, I'm missing out on the zealous. You see, don't, don't matter, I don't matter. Anyway, but yeah, so that that's what it stands for, but it also means Tom and, Les. Tom and Les, which is is meant, you know, for me and 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 then. But it's like it's fucking really hard sometimes as well, right? Because in my office, I've got this fucking neon sign above me, and it just basically says my brother's and my na- dad's yeah, name. Yeah. It doesn't say Taslam to me. Yeah. It just says Tom and yeah, yeah. Les. So yeah, it's yeah. like. it's fucking hard. And then it's weird when someone says, what the fuck's Tesla and You know, like, I want to fucking punch the head and say, what do you mean, what is Tesla on you thick cunt? Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's, that's what I want to say yeah, yeah, to yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? But so, that was really
0: important to me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and that's why it took so long for me to kind of look, I need, I need, I need, I need them to be there with us. Yeah, yeah. And, no, and, no,
1: it's, now it's like, well, for anyone involved, it's like second nature. Now it's just Tesla, is it? But, uh we can everyone can be who they want to be, you know like it's fine, well that's what we
0: set the brand out to be so everybody can be themselves and, yeah. but it's it you know what i mean it, it's it's a cause what you're doing it's not just a recruitment agency it's an actual cause yeah. you know I, I want people it's like you know what you're doing with yoga when did you decide that right I'm going to install yoga mindfulness? Into, into your business. So, what happened was... I can't remember the exact... Did you t- know that before the rebrand? Never. Did or we- did you did you think to yourself, right, this rebrand and what we've done, actually, you know, this is...
1: No, I didn't, because I was seeing Sally about two or three weeks after um, Tom died, because I knew that I needed some help, because my head was absolutely gone. But I didn't even know what a grief counsellor was. I didn't know what grief was. Do you know what I mean? So then, I was like, seeing Sally... And then I was trying to put ramifications in place for how I can calm my thoughts. So I went, I can't remember how I went to yoga. It was, I can't fucking even remember how I went and ended up going. Just on your bonds? No, I went with mum. I think I went, I I I can't even remember now. It's that long ago. But I went to yoga and I found it really good because, not because it's exercise or anything. It's just because it teaches you to stop thinking sometimes because you can't think about anything else. And when you can't think about anything else, that's when it's good, isn't it? To stop your headaches, to stop you fucking feeling depressed, to stop you feeling down or overthinking something that's not even happened. Because yeah. that's the killer, isn't it? It's when... The killer... But I've had it before. See, I, there's loads of conversations I've had with counsel about this. But even before, Tom died, I was having challenges with overthinking and getting stressed and depressed or whatever. And you know, like dealing with that on a day-to-day basis and not realizing what it was. But now I'm like, ah, right these are things I need to put in place. I need to exercise well. I need to eat well. I need to stay hydrated. I need to meditate or I need to at least do yoga or do something that takes my mind off it. That breathing thing you've taught me about. I need to do something. When it gets bad, I need to go back to basics, go back to drawing board. This is what I need to do because if I don't, that's what That's that's what. All these things start creeping and and affecting you affecting you. Yeah, yeah. And that's what... Tom's death made me realise that I was also having challenges. Yeah. But I didn't realise at the time. Yeah. I just thought I was you stressed. Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was stressed. I was running my own business. Yeah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah blah yeah, But I was dealing with Tom as an addict as well. You yeah. You know, that was, that was a challenge in itself. Yeah. And then being a new father, you know, I had two kids. Yeah. Um, that was, a, you know, just bought a house uh, and, you know, that that all them on top and Charlene has her own business. You know, you've got all them added onto it as well. So So where's the where's what's been the best thing about the rebrand? The best thing about the rebrand yeah. is the attitude of people that work in the office. Not that they had bad attitudes, it's just a different attitude. Yeah, yeah. They had a good attitude anyway, but everyone's sort of a little bit more like friendly. <laughs> Not that they weren't friendly, but it's just like a weird. Because
0: they feel part of something.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like a bit more chilled. Yeah. But everyone still does the job. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be more real.
0: What's been the biggest challenge of the rebrand?
1: Dealing with Tim Man, I think. Fuck oh, <laughs> <laughs> off. <the best> <laughs> Fucking everything, everything. The rebrand, mate. You know me. Fucking being colossal. Yeah. You know, talking to the franchisees about it. That was tough. Yeah. Going around the country talking to them about it, saying we're changing the name of the company. What? That was. How many franchises did you get? Can't remember now. About sixteen or something like that. Yeah. Um.
0: Which is a big ass for people, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a big ass. But with the
0: right rebrand and the right, you know what I mean, cause that you're going on people. People have got on it on now board and it's fine. Aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're fine with it now. Um, and I think it was causing issues for us because I, I don't know if it's because twenty four seven been going eleven years, the other companies called them twelve twenty four seven something. Yeah. There's one in Armskirt that called themselves twenty four seven care I don't know. Yeah. Um but it's quite a generic name, isn't it? Hmm. It worked at the time, but now there's too many t- you know, typing two four seven health or whatever, there's about ten different ones. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, um, it was just that basically. It's just, you know, that's helped other franchises. So they see it from that point of view. And then because they all knew Tom, mm. um, I think they all took a little part of it as well anyway. I think they all sort of realised that that's going to happen. And I think they're all, all right with it now. I'd be surprised if anyone's not all right with it. So what's next for Tesla? Next. From your. From my point of view, the next yeah. stage is... we are not sold franchise for about a year and a bit, I think. can't yeah. remember exactly how long, but for about a year. Um, and then, so the next stage is we're going to a franchise show in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Never done a franchise show before. So that'd be a mad one. Yep. Um, no one's ever seen Teslam as a franchise mm-hmm. before because it used to be 24-7. Um, so that's an interesting one to get doing that. Um, that's my next big thing, is the franchise show. We've done... Some of the offices up. We're doing two more in the, in the minute. The third one's coming up. Another third one's coming up.
0: Yeah. What's next for Ryan Armitage's personal brand? Um, Have you ever thought about this before? Before I started talking to you about upping your
1: personal brand and what's it? I've I've, I've thought about it, but never thought like it's it's, it's it's like it's feasible. You know, it's like I don't I don't know because it, 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 helping people in business is like part of the franchise, isn't it? How do you set up? What do you do? How do you go about doing it? What you're looking out for? That's going to be a bad thing, you know. How do you get yourself out of bed? You know, all them things come into it. Some people just crack on with it and they're fine with it, and mm. then they ask questions afterwards. And some people need a hand all the way through it. So it's, it's I, I'd love to do something like that in the future, but right now we're well, mega busy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's chaos, we're just about on the cusp of getting bigger and bigger with the franchising. Yeah. So plus we've got. Tom's
0: one year coming up as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, anniversary, which would be interesting. What you do,
0: are you preparing yourself for that? Yeah.
1: What? Well, it, well, it's not, so like, when you speak to uh, Sally's my, my um counsellor, um, we talked about like, some people get upset on the build-up to it and I think I'm there. <laughs> some yeah. people get upset on the day and then some people get upset on the time and I get upset up all the fucking time about it, to be honest with you. Um, but, um. Yeah, I've got some things planned. Have you? Yeah, one thing planned.
0: Yeah. It needs to be done. That doesn't
1: it? Yeah. It's fine.
0: But we'll move on from that. Can't talk about some all the time. Um. It's important for me to help you grow your personal brand because I personally think you can help a lot of people out and a lot of because like me, you've always said like we've not you know done anything from YouTube, not done anything from yeah. you know what I mean. We've done it from learning mistakes. Yeah, I, I and don't watch.
1: I've never listened to a podcast. I swear to you, hmm. I promise you. I've never listened to a podcast. I haven't read a book since school, and I don't think I've read any in school. I don't watch YouTube channels. Hmm. I don't read motivational books. My motivations came from my parents. Now I've got it. I'm hoping that I motivate people that work for me. Not that I'm saying it's bad that you do. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. I'm not asked if you do or not. That's great. If you can watch some videos or read a book and get something from it, then that is perfect. And maybe I'm missing out. Maybe if I started watching videos and watching podcasts and reading books, that I'd be better than I am now. Mm. Not saying that I'm great now, but I'm just saying, would it enhance my life? I think it would. Probably
0: would, but it's just got to be the right one for you. Yeah, because like, like if you if you're not you're not if you're not there within five minutes, you're gone. Yeah,
1: like it's so boring. It's, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. It, when we're back to yeah. school again. Maybe yeah. it's like oh fucking yeah. hell. I've already thought of this.
0: It is that. I think it is that, that that's holding you back because, like, you know, I don't read, but, like, I work, watch certain podcasts, but they've got to get me within five minutes or yeah. else I'm just like, well, I'm gone. I'm just like, I'm looking out window again back yeah. in school. And I'm like... No. It's
1: got to be really interesting. Like, I'm going to try, like, I, you know... I, I, it's just
0: It's It's got to be something that, someone that's relatable to you, mate, and have yeah. kind of been through it or, you know... I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm sure at some point, I think it's going to enhance your life. Me being in your life as an you and vice versa, yeah. me teaching you stuff about breathing and doing that, yeah. you know what I mean? It's enhanced your life. Yeah. There's but. I, I know that there's other people out there that can benefit my life, so I'll, I'll watch a podcast in the morning yeah. and kind of go right. Okay, I've just learned something new there. I'm just yeah, like, I I'm do, all about I, I that. Do
1: need, I do need I do need to do it because like, if you're doing it and you but I
0: tell you what, I can't do if somebody sends me something and go, Tim, you need to watch this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to choose a podcast because yeah, you're not being told to do. No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, I'll, a- I'll I'll do it in my own time and choose to watch that. So that's what you've got to kind of do, I think, because you are
1: like me on that on that note. Yeah, just, I want to do it on my turn. Yeah. It's that same old saying, I ain't got time. Yeah. But then someone would say to me, well you need to make time. Yeah. But right now I ain't got fucking time. But you need to make time. I know, yeah, fuck off. Fuck off. I get up at five as it is. What
0: are you doing when you get up at five? Going for a slash. Yeah, and then what do you do? Then go gym. Straight off? Yeah. You're in the gym?
1: That's your morning ritual. Yeah, go to gym. Come, Come back. back. Do a bit of breathing. Yeah. If I have time. Yeah. If I forget. If I'm in a good place, I don't do it. Yeah. It's when I start creeping back into the bad place, I'll put it back in again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only because I don't always have time because I've got two kids. I've got to get them to nursery. I've got to get to work. I'm away or whatever. You've
0: got make time.
1: Fuck, Fuck off. It doesn't... You can't just fucking insert time into the time. I can. You, you can Oh, I can. You can get like an hour and just put, or oh, just put ten minutes in there, but like everything else stopped. I'm
0: yeah, right. Magic dust, magic mana dust. Doesn't work like that, mate. Right, right. So this has been our first podcast. It's been up and down, a little bit like a roller coaster. But we, we need I think we need to chat more about stuff because we, yeah, 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 yeah. we we need to go down the rabbit hole on a few different... Yeah, we've skimmed across a lot of things, Yeah, we need to go down the rabbit hole on a couple of things about business, about managing people and, you know, I want to get into the franchising thing because that, that does interest me. And I want to uh, go
1: on to about... Like, what, what I want to do is expectations. Yeah. I also want to go on to about doing things for people. What I've been thinking about is, like, I've done stuff for people and then it's like, what I'm realising if you do if you support someone it's, it's what on what terms it is that's a rabbit hole mate massive rabbit massive hole massive rabbit hole and
0: a big overthinker like
1: yourself yeah it's a, a fucking dark big one that right, mate supporting people and what their expectations are it's fucking mad mate we'll leave that
0: till next we, time we need to find a podcast and i watch yeah, in between so we'll, we'll do that in between Ryan Armitage, thank you very much for coming on, you big fucking fancy bastard. Thank you very much. Peace out. <laughs>